Hello, happy Sunday. I hope you had the most wonderful week. Wonderful in the sense that you saw people you loved. You were reminded that you are loved. And that humans and people, though we have differences and you know, different beliefs are all operating at the best that they can, we can, and we are all doing the things that we believe are the right thing to do. I have began and changed um, this episode a few times. Um, over the last few days, I wanted to post one on Wednesday and um, and then I changed my mind and then I wanted to post one, I think, Thursday and then I changed my mind. Um, and so what I want to talk about in this episode is um, also touching on this conversation of honoring darkness and really the how to hold space. And I believe that until we learn how to hold space for our own selves, we will be challenged when attempting to hold space for another. And I think the ability to hold space, um, I, I want to say that it's a gift, but I think, um, I think all humans have a really beautiful ability and capacity to do so. And we've been pulled as a society away from that. So let's talk first about holding space for our own selves. I think often um, being able to do this for our own selves is at first a scary thing because darkness is what we are taught to not want to identify with because it is potentially associated with bad and not good and If we are to feel pain, then we must be deserving of pain. And what does that mean for ourselves as an individual? There's a lot of like that egoic, um, which is not bad. It's just the way that it is, that egoic um, dissociation. So I want you for a moment, um, before we go further... For just a moment, consider maybe the last time you were experiencing something heavy or traumatic. And what was your response? What did you do? So some common responses are to lash out and get angry or to yell. Some responses are to internalize. 
to take it out on your own self. So I think we can often either project our anger outward towards something or someone outside of us, or we can project it inward to our own self and something inside of us. And then another response is to numb. And I I think I could be wrong, but I think those are the three most common what I, um, for human responses. So it's important first to know what your response is. And now I want you to just for a moment observe how you feel about that response. can be that like maybe you have a a healthy response and you feel good about it or maybe you feel shame or maybe there's like a feeling of icky like that I shouldn't be that way I shouldn't do that that's not a quote-unquote good response and so what if Rather than having that go-to feeling of your response not being the right one and maybe feeling shame or guilt around it, allowing yourself the grace and the knowing that you are a human Responding in the best way that you know how to pain, which is not easy to respond to. So in my past, when I was younger, um, my internal dialogue, my internal voice um, was very, very unkind, as a, a lot of people's are. But the way that I identified, quote-unquote, her, if I could make that internal voice someone outside of myself, was that um, like she had a certain appearance and she's a nasty lady. And um, now that I'm older and I've worked through some things, my internal dialogue is more that of like a sweet, loving, kind grandma figure, like a really nurturing old woman. And so I've, this has been work, right? To shift um, that dialogue. And so now when I have a response that may not be the best response or what I would previously feel shameful about or label as good, bad, whatever. Um, I have that sweet internal like, sorry, baby just woke up. I have that sweet internal um, like, oh honey, come here, like let me hold you. You're hurting. I see it. I feel it. Let me love you. So imagine 
when you are experiencing something and maybe your response is not ideal. Imagine there was somebody in your life or your own internal dialogue that could hold that loving space for you as you experience and move through those wounds, that pain. So that's how it starts, I think. By allowing yourself that breath of comfort instead of potentially immediately going into fix-it mode or I shouldn't mode or this is not good mode. A, A perspective. Our culture and society is very good, bad. Everything is labeled either good or bad. And that's shaped by society, that's shaped by religion, that's shaped by bias, that's shaped by belief, it's shaped by so many things. But good and bad is made up. It's different for each individual based on their own upbringing and their own sphere. So... I mean, just invite yourself the next time that your thought or that you're in an interaction and you say, oh, that's good, that's bad, right? Like, oh, this pizza, that's good, that's bad. Oh, this salad, that's good, that's bad. Oh, this line of clothing, that's good, that's bad. Oh, blah, blah, blah. We do this for everything. Just catch yourself a couple times and say is this really good or bad or am I making it so and how can we as literally biologically like our compounds are stardust in this massive insanely ever-growing universe where, like, let's say we're tired and cranky and we say the wrong thing to somebody. Does that immediately make us bad? If you say something insensitive, does that truly make you bad? If you eat cake for breakfast (laughs) does that make you bad if you are struggling and if you have an addiction of some sort we all have something whether it be our phone addiction can mean many things does that actually make you bad or Does it make you a human trying to cope or a human doing your best that you can at that moment or a human that made a mistake? I think we need to be nicer to ourselves. And allow ourselves more grace. 
and eventually this will allow us to do the same for others. Now, I don't say this, of course, as like a free pass and like you don't ever have to adjust or apologize or do anything like that. That's not definitely not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is the it enables you to hold the space for yourself so that you can actually see. So let's say you're tired and cranky and you say something the wrong way, but you will not create the space for yourself to observe and understand what is actually happening. Most likely you won't apologize because you won't see something, um, you won't like see that behavior. Or if someone tells you, hey, that actually hurt you will immediately go to the right wrong. No, I'm right, you're wrong. Right? So it's that breath of space in between. And as we evolve, that space and that breath might not exist and then it might exist for a split second and then it might exist for a minute and then it might exist for five minutes. And then hopefully we can allow ourselves to grow in this way until we can really just be with what's happening rather than avoiding, rather than trying to fix immediately. Because when we go to that solution-oriented mode, we're not able to actually, it's like we slap on a belief of what X and Y, Z means without actually giving it space to observe what's actually happening. Which, right, this is not easy work and hence the reasoning why why nobody does it and why the world doesn't uh, really operate in this way. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you express um, something hard that you're going through? Right, something that's like, maybe maybe it's a, a really traumatic event, or maybe you're just like going through it, or maybe you have anxiety, or maybe you have depression, or maybe, and all the any of these like, you know, emotions that we tend to run away from or step away from. Have you ever expressed that to somebody, and then the response is something like? Oh, it'll all be okay in the end. Oh, it's all going to be great. It's going to work itself out. Trust timing. You're going to be fine. How did it feel? For me, it's almost like a cheapened, um, it's somebody else creating uh, no space for you. And so this response, because I think, one, people don't know how to hold space for themselves and they don't know how to hold space for others and they are responding in the same way that they do for themselves is to like shut it down and move on. And I don't know about you, but like as an individual, when you're sharing something like that, 
for someone to slap on like a generic response without giving it space or breath makes you not want to do it again. I think this is part of the healing that collectively needs to be strived for. We need to be able to hold space for ourselves and for others. And this is going to tremendously, it it impacts relationships, it impacts connection, it impacts people feeling, feeling seen and heard and just witnessed by others. Imagine you're having a really rough year in your life and anytime you try to talk to somebody, you're met with like a, a an inability to hold that space and just like, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's going to be great in the end. Oh, everything's going to, you know, um, those things that we say, which, you know, fine. And sometimes we need that. It depends on the severity of what we're going through, but... I mean, that's why people, you know, pay for therapists because therapists are essentially holding space. People are being seen and heard by somebody and it is tremendously healing to have that. Now, I do think that there are at times where it um, may not be healing if um, I, um, I want to be cautious in how I say this, but um, at times we can use our own pain and trauma um, to con- continuously like seek a validation or attention and if we're not getting to the meat and the heart of what's happening, if we're not actually tapping into and rather we're just continuously sharing the same story over and over and over without um, without change, I would question or inquire or challenge um, that to what are you actually avoiding? What is the truth that you are not tapping into that is causing like a continuous cycle of um, sharing the same story without evolution? Because two, taking up too much space in that sense um, It's almost like taking um, an external space without creating the internal space. And that too is uh, an imbalance. So see, it's not, there's no easy. It's not black and white. It's not a formula. Just like nothing in our life is a black and white formula. It's dynamic and complex. And everybody is different. And every pain, every process is different. Space. 
so practices if you would like for the coming week. First, recognizing what your response to pain is. Start to pay attention. You can, when you catch it, you can write it down. You can tell somebody. You can plug it into your notes on your phone. And just start to pay attention to what your response is and how you feel about that response. And I think those two things will begin to open up that doorway, that lens of the way that our inner workings operate. We can't evolve or create change or implement new ways of being until we are noticing and paying attention to what currently is. What is the process at the moment? So that's my invitation. I hope that you found this information to be somewhat helpful or useful. I hope that it resonated. Um, Thank you for listening and for your support. Um, This is a topic that I will continue to move into. And um, I, I actually feel really called to do different sorts of I don't know, like workshops on the topic. Um, It feels so, so deeply needed in our world. I don't know if, I don't know if people are willing to go there or if they feel safe with me to go there, but I think I'm going to try and put some some things out there um, as a means of creating a greater capacity for space for ourselves and for our healing. Yeah, so maybe more to come there. If that's something you're interested in, let me know. And yes, have the most magnificent day. Spend some time in the sun or in at least in nature. If it's raining where you're at, take your shoes off and walk around barefoot on the wet ground. The ions will make you so, so happy. If it's not raining, go outside, close your eyes, reach your arms up to the sky and lift your heart up towards the sky and take a big, big, big breath in and relax when you breathe out and just feel the joy, the bliss of being alive today. There is so much seriousness and intensity. I know it's going to continue, but create those small pockets for yourself where you can just feel the bliss of your breath. Take care.